Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show here on Podcast Juice. My name is Michael Dean. Joining me today, Mr. Ampooser, how are you? I'm doing good. Doing okay. well. Well, man, it's just me and you today. We're going to chop it up, you know, and yes, make indeed. it do with that doubt. <laughs> anyway, um, first thing I wanted to talk about here, man, is uh, finally went to the movies. It's actually been maybe a week ago at this point. Yeah, I was going to do a trip to Seattle, but yeah, I'm going to leave that one alone. If I do make it, catch you next time, Mike. Yeah, well, there's theaters open in <laughs> California, I think, Orange, Orange County. And I will and not be in any of them. It's open. But uh, yeah, I went out to see the movie. It was not in Seattle. Uh, it was actually in a town called Lacey, which is closer to uh, the state capital of Olympia. Um, which from where I live is probably about, I don't know, 45 minutes away. So anyway, me and my sister ended up going to see Tenet. And it was a Regal IMAX theater. And uh, it was it was interesting just going to, back to the theater, not having been there in months. Uh, but we get in there and got my popcorn and all that good stuff. And uh, there wasn't that many people there. But uh, it was rel- it relatively seemed safe. You know, they supposedly were supposed to keep the row in front and behind you open. No one can sit there. But there were a couple of people who came and sat in the row in front of us. They sat to the side of us, but they were in a row. Now, I don't I think they just end up sitting there. I don't think they were assigned those seats because when I bought my tickets, you couldn't even choose seats in those areas. So I don't know what that was. I kind of feel like they should have had an attendant or somebody that worked there to, to be watching for that type of stuff and be like, yo, you can't sit. You know, those these aisles are open. It's supposed to be open. Or like put, or like put like bags over them. So or put something over the seats. See, I think they yeah. switch them out though. That's the thing. So I think they're probably like, I would imagine they're probably like this showing people can sit in this row, this showing people can't. And maybe that would help to keep them clean or something. I don't know. But, but that would be interesting. Why wouldn't they have done it that way? But other than that, it was cool, you know, as the experience was. Um, but the movie we went to go see was Tenet. This is the Christopher Nolan film starring, uh, I, I call him Denzel's son, but that's not his name. What's, what's his, let me find his brother's name. Give him his propers. Because uh, he did a great job. Uh, David Washington. So, so, salute to David Washington. But I'm going to I want to do a review of this movie. I'm not going to spoil it. But I do have some things to say about this film. And this is a film that was highly anticipated uh, for a lot of people. So let me say this off the top. It was very well shot in terms of the, you know, the action and, you know, hiding up, you know, it was very like, ah, man, this is, you know, tensions and. You know, this is exciting to watch and stuff because, you know, the movie starts right in some action. It very much reminds me of The Dark Knight, how that went right to that bank heist. And I was like, whoa, okay, what's going on here? This kind of has this starts just like that, but even more like on some like, whoa, what's going on here? And not going to spoil it. I'm going to tell you kind of what starts off just to give you some context. You start off. And it looks like there is some sort of um, assassination type thing going on, but it's like at a 
opera house or something. So it was full of people. And you get that there's this very important guy. He's up in the box seat and he's got guards. And you see these masked men sort of like making their way in. And it's about to go down. And then you also see David Washington, Denzel's son. And I'm going to call him Denzel's son, hopefully, because he actually does not have a name in the movie. They never call him by any name. And I think even when you look at his casting, it just says protagonist. He doesn't even have a name. But you see that he is like some kind of military guy or he's in the SWAT team type garb with a whole bunch of other dudes and they're descending on this place. And I'm like, Oh, okay. These are the good guys. And then you see like the bad guys take over the opera house situation. Right. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So maybe they're going to kill this guy or what's going on. And there's a very interesting thing where, um, as they got everybody hostage and everybody just doesn't know what's going on. They pump this gas into the auditorium place and all of the audience members immediately fall asleep. Like they gassed them and the bad guys put on masks and the good guys already got on masks. So I'm like, yo, this is okay. This is crazy. They don't want people to know what's going on. Like what is, you know, my mind is like, well, this is wild. And the, the very important guy in the box seat, you know, his guards are kind of like getting ready. Like, oh, okay, this is about to go down. You see Denzel's son making his way in and without like telling you what's going on and and half of the time, you don't really know what's going on either. It comes down to, you know, he's got the, the, the important guy and it seems like he's trying to get him out of there and he has to fight off the other guys and it's very action packed. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. But stuff starts happening when you kind of like, I'm like, I don't um, and I'm waiting for the catch because I know this is a Nolan thing. I'm like, where? Okay, when is the time? You know, the backward shit about to start because I saw the trailer. None of that is happening, but it's. But what I think is happening is maybe they aren't the bad guys, and maybe they're not trying to assassinate this guy. But what is going on here? Why do they put all these people to sleep? And it starts to get a little confusing. But I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go along with it. And then there's a part. Where Denzel's son, it seems like he fails or maybe he dies. I don't know what's going on. But then he wakes up on a bed. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, so he was in the Matrix? Or I started to think, oh, he's in Inception. You know, you don't remember like an Inception, they would put you mm-hmm. under? Yeah. I was like, oh, this is, is this an Inception type shit? Like, well, okay. And I'm like, and I'm not explaining it, but he wakes up. And remember in The Matrix, when Neo, I think it was the second movie, he went into that room and it was the guy with the white beard. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and, and he, the, the architect. The yes. architect. And, 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 and you're just like, I don't care how smart you think you is. It just goes over. Oh, this, this. And you, you start listening to him. And all I was like, this snake. Like, it's, it's on some other shit. It's like, okay, sure. So he wakes up basically to the architect (laughs) and the architect is just like dropping heavy stuff. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, okay, this is inception. But then he's like, no, this is what's going on. We have another mission for you. 
And I'm like, huh? What the hell is this one about? No, we got something else. It's, it's more important and the whole world is at stake. You're going to have to go deal with this. So they send Denzel's son off to some other shit. I was like, okay. He was in the dream world. I don't know what the fuck that was about. He goes to meet somebody else. And it reminds me of James Bond. It's like, oh, remember you, James Bond? You're going to get the mission and you're going to go to the person who has all the gadgets and stuff. And this movie is moving hella fast. I'm like, okay. Cool. Let's go to this. Now, let me backtrack. During that first mission that the movie starts, there's a part early on when you, you Denzel's son, he's talking to like, I don't know, some commander or something. And they're like, I don't know, jumping out of a plane or something. They have face masks on, like breathing masks. And so he's like, I was like, huh? What did he just say? And at first I'm like, he maybe he just said jump out the plane and go on the mission. But as it plays along, he actually said something that would tell us what the hell was going on, but you couldn't hear it because it was too muffled. It was like remember with remember how Bane, oh, but it was even more so, and it was actually faster. And he's actually saying important stuff. And I was like, why would they do that? Like you couldn't even understand what he said. But what he said obviously mattered because it would explain what's going on. So they're setting the precedent for you to let you know. <laughs> they ain't slowing down to explain shit. And they're almost like they don't want you to hear what he said. So when you get to this part where he goes to meet this other person for his mission to explain what it is, this is the part in the movie where it tries to maybe explain what the movie is, but it's done in such a fast and... Uh, it's not even trying to walk you through it. It's just telling you this is what it is and you're going to go with it or you're not. And if you're not, oh, well, we're going forward because she like says, yeah, the goopily goop goop time is whoopity whoop. Right. And you're like, huh? And she's like, here, take this gun. And she's giving a gun to the lead character and he picks it up and she's like, I think she does it first. The bullet jumps inside the gun. And you're like, huh? <laughs> the bullet went inside the gun as if she shot it, but it was in reverse. And then he picks it up. And it's almost like she said, just use the force. <laughs> and without him saying, huh? Do what? He just does it. And then he does it a couple times. And I'm like, how does he know how to do that. Like he's just being told this concept right now. And he immediately is like, wah, 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 wah. and I was like, okay, whatever, just go. with it. And that's the pace. And the movie sort of just flows in that manner. He ain't had no training. Somehow he understands the laws and somehow he has the ability. And I'm telling you now, this movie involves time travel and without him, like studying this or going through a process, he just literally at the power of his hand pulling shit through time. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. Like, how does he how does he know how to do that? Like, and you just have to accept it. And he just accepts it. And then and okay. then he just moves on. And so I was like, this, I was like, this movie is it was just like this movie is very interesting. Like they just you have to accept the rules. It doesn't have to make sense to you. And I was like, okay. 
And that's all I'm going to say about what happens in the movie. You've seen the trailers, and so you understand that there's things going in reverse, and some dudes are going forward. And the problem I have with this movie, even though I think it's shot well, it's action-packed, at a certain point, it loses you because it moves so fast. And it's dealing with time travel. So, for instance, it could be showing you the person. I'm going to use the Inception as an example. In the Inception, they go into the dream world, right? You remember in the part in there, while they're in the dream world, they go into another layer of the dream world? Right, right. right? This movie does that, but it goes, it's saying, okay, you're in your time going forward, normal time, and you see that there's possibly another person that's going backward in times the same time you're going forward and you're interacting with that person. What? And you're like, okay, I, I see that in the trailers and the commercials. It's this guy's going in verse and something's okay. I, I, that's hard to wrap your head around, but you could slowly wrap your head around it. But then what it does is it says, well, now I'm going to show you the perspective of the guy that was going in reverse to you. Let's flip, let's flip the movie and show it from his angle. But while he's doing that, he's also going to jump back in time again. <laughs> and you're like, okay, wait, wait a minute. Now you're showing me the perspective of the guy going in reverse, but now you're going to have him even jump back into another perspective of reverse or forward. And so it starts to do that a couple of times. And that's to me the problem of the movie because it does it so fast. It. I assume it's intentionally uh, hiding the dialogue from you so that explains this. It, it tells it to you so fast and there's so much other noise going on. You can't hear what they're saying and they're saying important stuff for the story. And so you're missing like what? And it, but it's going full on fast and this action pack. And I'm just like, okay, the action is dope. Oh, this is a car chase. And Denzel's son is actually driving uh, in reverse because he's going against time. Wrap your head around that. They're physically showing this to you. And it's fascinating because it's like, is he driving in reverse or is it that he's going reverse into time and he has to swerve out of the way of people going in. The, you see how it, gets, how it sounds crazy? And this is a high-speed chase. It was fascinating to look at it. And, you know, salute to the special effects. because I was, But I was lost. I was starting to get lost. And I'm like, okay. And then it jumps back to the other perspective. And the story is progressing, and it's, a, it's, it's one of these stories that is a simple story because it's like we have to stop the bad guy story or the world's going to blow up. That, that's really the story of it. It's, it reminds me of James Bond. It's like this is a very simple premise, but it is told in so convoluted way. You can't understand what's going on. So when it gets to the third act, action battle and you literally got armies of people, you don't know who's the good guys or the bad guys, and you don't understand, like, okay, I, I see the bad guy, he's right there, and I see the good guys, and there's this ticking time, you know, bomb is about to, literally just the ticking bomb is about to blow up, 
but you don't understand what's about to blow up. Like, well, is it a bomb that's going to blow up the world or is it a bomb that's going to blow up? Like, I don't even understand what they're racing to do. And that's why I was like, you don't have, there's no stakes at this point. I don't even know what the hell is going on. And I see Denzel's character doing something. I see Robert Patterson doing something. He's jumping back and forth. So I have no idea what's the, why should I have tension? Because what is he doing? Like he's surviving everything because he obviously, and it just, and then when the thing happens at the end and he reaches zero, the bomb goes off. You don't understand what's blowing up. Like what? What's going on here? And that's a that was the problem to me of the movie. Uh, as exciting as it looks, I didn't know what was going on, and I didn't understand the stakes. So it was just like you were watching a big battle. It was pointless. I was like, this is kind of pointless. Like, are they? Did they win or lose? And at the end, I didn't understand. Did they win or lose? <laughs> I was like, okay, did they win or? What what was going on? And then they show you, you know, they do that whole Nolan thing at the end. And I'm just like, eh, what was it? I don't even know. Was that clever? So that was the problem with the movie. It just, it got too complicated and it lost me. I didn't understand. Yeah, I just didn't understand what, what was going on. The great things about the movie was, was some good action type stuff. The set pieces were cool. Like the whole car chase part that was fascinating some of the other parts there's a lot of action in this movie tight uh denzel's son again he doesn't have a name in this so he's just like secret agent badass dude so he's like the kid <laughs> yeah and, and it's interesting because they play him on one hand where he's just super serious and i'm like he's obviously a young guy but how does a young guy get to be this advanced and, you know, he, he doesn't, he's not scared or nothing. Like he's capable of doing all this stuff. But then what I thought was interesting about the movie, there are instances in the movie that, in my opinion, play to the fact that he's black in this world. And there are parts in it where he's, conf you know, like he walks into this very high end or ritzy ditzy restaurant. And instead of them ignoring the fact that, this is a black man walking into, you know, there's no other black people in this movie. <laughs> it's sort of addressed that, what are you doing here? And he actually responds to it and he becomes alive at that point. He's funny. I was like, he's actually hella funny. Like he does something and he's like, I got you, white boy. You know, and it was, I was hilarious. I was like, and then he goes right back to the stonic sort of superhero. I was like, the movie comes alive when they allow him to be human and sort of address the, the awkward, you know, the, you know, you can't escape what he is in this world. And there was another instance where he does it again. And I, that was like, that's dope. Like that's what I, so I was looking at him. Like he has the charisma to be, he, you know, with, with, with uh, Will Smith and all that, he has the charisma to be that guy. I, he's only shown that in this movie getting the opportunity to do it twice in this movie very quickly, but you could see it, but just his presence alone, he, uh, he has that ability. The other part about it, what's interesting to me, and I would love to ask him this is who did he literally just study his dad as mm. a child? Because it's one thing, he doesn't look like Denzel per se, but if you close your eyes and listen to him, 
his voice inflictions are t- Denzel to the T. Like he talks like him. And actually, if you watch him, he walks like him. He has his like, I was like, maybe he just saw his dad and he literally just watched his dad's movies. And like any son, you sort of idolize your dad. He, I was like, he must have just literally really soaked in his dad's essence because to me, he was Denzel. <laughs> like he just, he's not trying to be it. It seems like he just is that. And I was like, you don't normally see a son be the almost embodiment of their parent. Unless, you know what I mean? Like, that's just not a normal thing. They may look like him. You might say, man, that boy, he looked like your boy. But they don't actually move <laughs> like you. And he moves like Denzel. That was very fascinating. I was like, I wonder, did he just like instinctually do that as a child? Because maybe he watched his dad's movies or something. But uh, yeah, Tenet's an interesting movie. I, I, I think it would have probably it been better. It sounds really confusing, Mike. It, it is. It, you have to... It, you probably have to watch it multiple times. And I think it would have worked better if it came out maybe on Netflix or, you know what I mean? Where you could just sit back and rewind it and really, cause I can mm. tell it's probably super layered and all that old kind of shit they'd be talking about, but just on a going in to watch it, it's not a, uh, to me, it's not a movie that when they say, Oh, this is going to kick back the cinema. No, it ain't. Cause it's not really, I hesitate to say, it's not fun. At the end of the day, you walk out and it's not fun because you just don't know what's going on. And so you kind of tune out. It's like, eh, it's just a lot of action and craziness going on, but I don't even understand the stakes of this. It's too, too layered. Like slow, it was like slow, Nolan slowed down. And, and again, I think they did that on purpose. I think they, he intentionally made the audio of the voices sound like that. So you couldn't understand it. So you'd be just as out of you know delusion or confused but the characters the thing is the characters they're not confused so it's an interesting sale because normally you would say well who's the character that's the audience right that they can relate to and how that you know he's a, he's being affected by the world around him all of these guys in the movie the lead character for instance he doesn't bat an eye out this shit he just accepts it and he's a master it's like he became it was like if they just said here luke here's the lightsaber for the first time and then he was just as badass as his dad. Like, he's Ray. Uh, in a sense, yeah. But even Ray has somewhat, she doesn't come into her awareness until the very end of the movie where she, you know, pulls the lightsaber in her hand. And it's like, okay, I'm a badass. He just started off the gate. <laughs> like, Jedi Knight. I was like, huh? I was like, okay. I was like, this is a comic book movie almost, but it just, it's just this, the most. It wants to be so smart. It's like, you know, ah, just be a comic book movie. Just be James Bond or whatever. You don't have to put all this extra shit on it. So I don't know, man. I, I, I would give Tenet if I was using my Marlin system. system. Uh, I would give it, man, I'd give it three out of five. You know. Okay. <laughs> so, you know. <clears throat> worth watching. It's worth watching. Uh, it was, yeah, it was worth watching. And, and salute to David Washington. Uh, I hope he gets another vehicle where he can really be seen doing his things. I think he's got uh, the guy who, from Twilight, who's going to be Batman. He was dope in this. He's, he's, he's definitely got the chops. Yeah. Yeah. People keep trying to throw the emo tag on him, but he just keeps stockpiling uh, great performances. Yeah, no, nah, he's dope. He's dope, guy. 
I'm not going to say anything bad on that, but yeah. Well, you just gave that three out of five. I'm quite sure this, uh, there's a film that you just watched that you probably want to give four and a half, if not five out of five, uh, alive, right? Let us know that you watched this. Yes, alive. This is the Netflix zombie movie. Was it a Korean zombie movie? Yep. Mm -hmm. Now, did I lie that that Korea should just do all zombie virus outbreak films from now on? They got it on lock, man. That that movie. Now, that was... A good move. That's now if they had to put that in the theaters and they were able to to hype it and get people to word of mouth, I that's the type of movie that would just feel you walk out of there like, yeah, that was that was fucking great. Yeah. It's edge of your seat entertainment. Ah, yeah, that was a great freaking movie, man. It's yeah, a, and, yeah. and even to the ending, because just the way, like if you've seen Trade of Busan, you've seen Peninsula, the way like they don't give you the happy ending. They give you some, but they don't give you like, oh, everything's going to be okay. So when you get right. into the end of the film, you think like, damn, they really going to do this. And you believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, props to them. The most, uh, the, the other thing about it is, is that, you know, you can either <clears throat> watch a subtitle or dub. It doesn't matter because the way that these actors, their performance is really great that you just get instantly invested in their story and how it's going to resolve. Yeah, I, I watched the dub version and not mad at it at all. I, I love that. It's one of those movies that surprises you. It's like, you know, like, because I was kind of going in thinking, oh, this might be kind of corny. Or, but then when I when I heard you, you was like, no, this is good. I said, OK, let me watch it. And I started watching. I'm like, I said, yeah, oh, this is on train to Busan level. Like, OK, this is this is that shit. This, and I love it. They understand how to do suspense and make you want to talk back at the screen. And, yes. You know what I mean? It's just, ah, uh, just the, the, the zombies coming down the hallway. And like, nigga, go, what are you doing? You know? It's like, ah. Like, there was that one scene where that, that, I think she was like a police officer, a parking attendant. She was uh, going through the parking lot, busting on the zombies. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, chick, what are you doing? You only got so many bullets. Like, what the-? And I'm not, not the one at the end. I'm talking about that early where, as she oh, made yes. eye contact yeah. with him and then she gets pulled away. He's like, stop, stop. And I'm looking at him like, man, shut the fuck up. What the That's hell? right. You, and you going to take your butt down there and save her? Right. Or you going to And I thought she was going to survive. And, I, and when she didn't, I was like, I said, oh, this movie ain't playing. And I was like, okay. Yeah, they ain't, these zombies ain't playing. I love it. They not <laughs> slow walking. They on nah. that ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So highly recommended. And then the the one uh, I, I loved it with the the one zombie in the firefighter suit. I call him the world calling zombie. Uh, <laughs> when he figured out how to get to his prey and uh, looked back at old boy in his apartment, I was like, now if it had been American, that would have been so fucking corny. It would have yeah. been. But just the way they did it and the way, again, the way they act, the, the, their, their performance, where you just know he's looking like, okay, watch what I do to your bitch. Essentially, that's what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> watch what I'm about to go do. <laughs> and that, that was a great scene. Uh, just just, a, uh, just real quick, so the story is, is that the zombie, there's this virus that starts the zombie apocalypse in Korea once again. And this dude is 
trapped in his apartment. And he's like a, a YouTuber or a streamer or something, right? Like a yeah, game streamer. Yeah. He's really he's really proficient in social media and all that. So not only is he stuck there trying to you know ride this out looking for help, but he's communicating or, or doing his best to communicate his situation on social media. So there's that aspect that's being pulled into the story. Um, he's looking and seeing what other people what's going on with other people, how they're reporting. He's reporting to the people. He's trying to stay alive and all these other things, and then. And he meets uh, this this woman that stays on a building across the way, and just there the way they're communicating, it was it's just really well done. You got to see it. Yeah, it's 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 a fun movie. It's just I love those types of movies, man. That's that's what I'm like. We need more movies like that. And there's corny parts, or you know, it's like oh the back, you know, the good guys are gonna save me in the end. But I bought all into it because it was just a fun ride. It was like. Yeah. Man, I was like, okay, yeah, there. Here come the Calvary, cool. And I was like, it was all good, man. Was, and when you, after the end of it, you're like, I had a good time watching that. Like that, yeah, that was a good hour and a half or whatever it was. I didn't feel cheated. I just thought it was fun, and and it was and it was at parts. Some parts had me kind of low key my emotions. I was like, oh man, it's kind of sad. Yeah, when he when he, uh, <laughs> I think he listened to the voicemail from his family, right? Uh, now, well, I don't want to spoil it the talk, but because it, it seemed like that had a a, a positive um, resolution as well. But right. yeah, when he was listening to the and he broke down and just listening to his father trying to struggle, whatever mm. with this zombie, it was like, oh, damn, he's he's getting to a near hopelessness. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's yeah, that was definitely a good call on that movie. Alive. Yeah, Netflix, man, they they keep cranking out content. <laughs> ain't playing. I just and actually I just saw this while we was recording. I just saw this uh the school nurse files um mm-hmm. at the Korean uh TV show. You take a just take a look at the trailer. It looks crazy. And I think I'm gonna go ahead and watch it. Okay. I can check that out for sure. Man, you're not over there uh watching cuties, are you? Yeah. I Uh-oh. haven't finished it yet, but Uh-oh. I'm I'm watching. I I think I said in the chat. Uh, I think I started watching the first thirty minutes. It's not what you think. It really isn't. Netflix is trash for how they marketed it, but there's a lot going on, a lot of layers to it. That, uh, like for example, like the the main character comes from an African family, and okay. in Africa they get down with having you know multiple wives. So here's this, I, I guess she's got to be in her mid forties and, you know, she's, you know, starting to lose her look. She's putting on a little weight, but she has to be on cold. <laughs> she hmm. gets a note from her husband who's back in Africa saying, yeah, I found a new wife. So, um, get the, get the house ready. Cause I'm bringing back our, my second wife. And, you know, wow. there's this other, yes. <laughs> so, you know, the daughter, she's hearing all this. She has like no real concept, like what's, what's going on. So she comes back. And uh, she had she was looking for something and she ends up hiding under a bed. And then her mother is talking to this other woman. She's like, yeah, my husband's taking on the second wife. Da, 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 da. And she's like, well, you're the wife. You need to take care of this, this and other and make sure the home is ready for your for essentially your sister wife. And I'm just looking like, what the fuck? So the woman leaves and then she the mother breaks down crying like what the hell am I I can't believe this blah 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 she's just crying and crying and crying and then she gets a call back and she's and she 
puts on this whole facade of, okay, I got to talk and, you know, introduce the community. My husband's going to come back with his second wife. This is who we're going to be. And then she gets off the phone. She breaks down again. And then you hear her hitting herself. And then you see the look on the the, the little girl's uh, face underneath the bed, hiding from all this. And she just slowly starts crying. You're just like, God damn, this is a fucked up movie. <laughs> so, mm. uh, and then with the parts which everybody latched on to, I mean, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. it. It it's very uncomfortable to see these young girls in these costumes doing these dances. But the way the film is being presented, they're not sensationalizing it. They're not glamorizing. It. They're not sexualizing it. It's like they're condemning this whole behavior. So I, I mean. If nobody wants to watch this movie, I totally get it. That trailer, I get it. The the the, the <laughs> photos, I get it. But you know, I think it's worth a watch to just to see how this thing is played out because it takes place in France. There's this African culture, just a lot of nuances, a lot being put in, and I'm and that was just the first thirty minutes. And my understanding is directed by a black woman? Or? Yes. Uh, I think she's Nigerian and French. Nigerian. Nigerian and French, I said. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't really judge it because I haven't seen them show at all. I've heard the controversy, seen the pictures and stuff. And hearing you talk about it, and I've heard other people talk about it as well. Some people who actually watched it and they were saying, yeah, it's not necessarily, it's not what they build it to be. And I don't know where to stand on it, man. You, I, I don't, you know, it'd be hard for me to watch something like that having daughters. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I yeah, want put that yes. in my spirit to even think that's what's going on. But I have to say, I'm going to probably just be on cold in, in this sense that off the rip, just the imagery and how it was presented, it's not a good look, even if the actual product isn't that way. There's somebody or something that they right. said, let's push this angle. And I just feel a kind of a way, again, that is a person of color, it's a black person, in this case, a child being present. Like they, somewhere they thought it was okay to present them in this manner. Because I'm going to just hold it the same way. Now, if that had been a white kid or God forbid some a Jewish child, they would have got shut down off the, well, first they would have never done it, but they would have got shut down off the top, whether or not that's what the show really was about. They don't, they don't care none of, they don't want to hear no excuses. Over. So I just have to adopt the same energy they have. I don't want to hear the excuse. You don't have you don't we don't play around with that. You don't even think about it. We have to shut it down. So I, that's why I'm I'm not gonna watch it just off of that. I'm I'm cool. I, I don't have time for. I don't even want to play around with that. So yeah, I, that's why I'm personally not gonna probably not gonna watch it now. I, I do have to wrestle with myself and understand. I have to be honest. This is how Netflix will get down with you. That's not lost on me. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love me some Netflix, but I'm not, I'm gonna be honest. This here's how they see you at the end of the day. Somebody in there, they had to sign off on that. Yeah. Because they in their mind, that's them kids, and we're not gonna have our children presented like that, but we will have yours. Now they may change it up now that they're being called out on it, but all I'm saying is 
I see. I know who I'm dealing with. So I'm, so I'm glad I know what, you know, at least I know up front. So I, so I can't say nothing. If I choose to stay a subscriber, that's on me. So. Yeah. My, my thing is, is, um, it's like who saw that and said, we need to go in this direction with the way we market this for people to want to watch. And, you know, I, I don't, I hate to say wish ill and say someone needs to get fired, but it's like that poster who, who, one, who designed it? Secondly, who said, who approved it? Like from there, that was just total, uh, just misconduct right there. And the, the, the trailer, what they chose to emphasize very problematic. So yeah. they they get what they deserve. I'm not, I'm not not gonna cape, not gonna cape at all for Netflix and them their marketing team, you know. But from what I've seen so far, um, it's a very nuanced story. And probably you know, it's another thing. It's the other thing that we we kind of say now is, did they really have? And that's why it's interesting. You said as a black woman who directed, do they have other people? Is there a diverse enough, you know, um, gatekeepers there where they can run make sure everybody gets to see this so that because there might be some. That's why I can't imagine. You mean to tell me there was uh, just any reasonable <laughs> rationale black person <laughs> who couldn't have been like, um, hey, John, maybe we have a further discussion on this. You know, what I mean, because I just can't imagine they just. Stamped it and everybody agrees it's all good. It's like, huh? You, you know what I mean? Like, so once I was, well, it was a black woman directed, hey, hey, okay. Yeah, I love but how they want to do know that. I that, love how they want to yeah, do that. Yeah, what they mind? You know, Herschel Walker's black. So, <laughs> you know, not every brother ain't a brother. Like, just a, or, or just even a parent was like, uh, Oh, is this the angle we're really like? Maybe they would have. They could have said, "I oh, see the posters. Eh, that's a little fun." But the trailer too. Like, eh. is this? Why are we? Why are we pushing this narrative? <laughs> Somebody had to ask that question. That's why I don't. They need to make sure that they have more diverse opinions on these boards, particularly a big they, company like this, because they right. do. They have great, you know, talent or content from all part of the world that they push and is great. So I don't know how to stand how they was able to let this go through when just regular people calling them out on it. It's like, man. Mind you, they was just all about Black Lives Matter too. That's what like, I'm saying. You, like they, you really yeah. didn't want to say, let's take a look through because we, you know, people were people on their ass about the diversity and the representation of black people. So Yeah, even just the hey. common decency of uh this on some pedophile shit <laughs> like who's cool with this I gotta well no we're not pedophiles. even if they said that's not the pedophile angle I know so let's have a discussion because just looking at this you could see how someone would be like huh y'all pushing kids and sex like it just doesn't make sense even without the racial aspect just a diverse enough that it's not all young people or people that don't have family somebody to just have rationale common decency like Yo, we have too much bag at stake. Uh, who doesn't see that this looks crazy? Like, it just seemed like a very obvious... If the layman sees that and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Kids? Twerking and bento, huh? This is, you can't be that far out there, you know, and 
um, yeah, I like different stuff. You know, you can't be that too much where, okay, but we're selling this to middle America and the rest of the, it's a slow down. Like, yeah, you can be, you can be avant-garde and yeah, we're bringing international talent. Okay. But that ain't going to ride over here. That poster, that ain't going to ride in America. You know, they're going to tear you apart about that. Who, who didn't know that? That's why I'm kind of puzzled. It'd be like if they, you know, it's one of the same questions you ask, like when they have those uh, Gucci, and they have like the chains or something on there. Or they had the, uh, oh, yeah. the cool yeah, kind of looking character. Like who didn't, you can't be that high fashion and out there on your, what's that black rapper's name? He said he don't have to deal with. Uh, ASAP Rocky? Yeah, you can't be that ASAP Rocky. I don't have to deal with that type of, yeah, okay, but you're trying to, you know, you know it's going to be seen by the regular people. You, so you having the coon imagery, eh, maybe that's not going to work. So, I don't know, Netflix, so salute to Netflix, but yeah, I don't know about that one. Cuties! I'm cool. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, what else... Uh, oh, I just saw something come across here. We were talking about David Washington. Uh, he was asked about playing Reed Richards. Uh, during a recent interview with Nerd Reactor, the actor was asked specifically about superhero roles that he's certainly open to the idea. He says, there's so many. I think it depends on who's asking. What director wants to do it with me? We'll see. I want to stay open. I don't want to box myself in. Um, and he asked, asked specifically, he said, uh, of course, one character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, many fans would love to see Washington play as Reed Richards, leader of the X-Men, and asked specifically about uh, what he'd say if Marvel Studio President Kevin Feige were to offer him a chance to play Mr. Fantastic. He says, I'd say, well, thank you for having me. Thank you for taking this meeting. Where do I sign? <laughs> so... Uh, Show me the bag. Yeah, that's what I'm I don't know who who would not want to play that, but yeah. If you essentially a Marvel film, if you don't you're the lead of a Marvel film, you do not say no to that. Unless it's um they want you to be you're a white person, they want you to replace uh Chadwick Bozeman as Hilarious. Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> you say no to that. <laughs> well, <laughs> We're going in a different direction. We want to we want to talk about the total gentrification that came to Wakanda. Uh, I know who wouldn't say no to it is uh, what's old girl? Scarlett Johansson. No, no, well, no. Uh, she's not in a Marvel movie yet, I don't think. But she was in the Fast and the Furious. Charlize Theron. Oh, <laughs> she'd be like, yeah. What am I she's like, I'm African too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's like, yeah. Only even, even I'm African and I can be a woman. So yeah. Can my son have a rope? Let me stop. Let me stop. But uh, anyway, yeah, shout out to him. And shout out to MC Ren. You know, he landed the part of Hawkman. MC Ren. Oh, right, right. The actor. Yeah, I, was like, MC yeah, I don't know his name. <laughs> so, I forgot that. That's him. Team. Yes. What else was yeah. he in now that you say that? Uh, 24. He was? Yeah, there was a one season where they had the black. No, uh, Dre was in Twenty Four. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, you're right, you're right. Um, I can't remember what else he was in. I'm looking here to say he was in uh, The Visible Man. Yeah, yeah, yes, that's right, that's right. He's in a couple of things. He was in a TV series, I think, or something. That's on one of these channels. Underground. He was in. Oh, underground. okay, Underground. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm like you. I do call him MC. I call those guys. <laughs> Damn it, Easy Jason. 
still mad at that brother. Uh, <sighs> All right. Well, uh, shoot. If you have anything else, I know there's. Oh, real quick, just so we can jump on some political thing here for a second. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, I'm Biden 2020 all day. You know. But that video, there's a commercial out there with the strippers trying to get people to vote. Y'all know me. You know, I always say, can't they just come at us? Like everybody else. We don't need a rapper. We don't need, you know, hot sauce. We don't need none of that funny stuff. We want logic, knowledge, and respect. You know what I'm saying? Let's chop up the issues. Come to us. We, we're smart people. We're, we're actually hardworking people. We work. Right? We want to take care of our families. So when I see they have the, the commercial... With the strippers, talking about get your booty to the pole, you know, they popping. I, I, I have to say that for me, that's an insult, man. And I say that because now it's mainly women of color, black women in that video, right? They talking about so-called black issues. They, they're talking about uh, Black Lives Matter type stuff and black this and that video. So it's no question who they're targeting. But, and you was well, there's a segment of people that like strippers. Of course there are. Of course. Is that segment that big? That you would make a specific ad to address to that? So, to me, that's, so they're going beyond the people who like stripping. They're going, this is what black men are into. So uh, the sister's going to own up to this. The director of that video was a black woman. Right. Like I said, Herschel Walker's black. <laughs> so, so, you know what I mean? That don't mean to that. These days, that don't mean nothing no more. Like, I don't know. What, okay. Is this what it is? This, Again, it's just the level of disrespect, man. Why they got to come at us with that? We work hard. We pay taxes. We're Americans. Why, why we got to come with the... Well, I mean, why are you coming with the stripper angle? I, I can understand you're going to get the rappers. Y'all want to get the entertainers. You think that's what we're all about. But the strip... And again, I don't know. They had the Cardi B's rapper stripper... Maybe they thought, well, you know what? Let's just really dumb it down and have booty shaking. They love, they have, they're so full of lust, right? This is what, they, they, they have, they're so full of lust. They have babies. And they they, they want to literally throw their money at the booty. Let's trick them to get, you know what I mean? Just, it just seems crazy. If you just really look at it, it looks like it's something from a, a bizarro, movie that was satire it looked like something the boondocks would have satired you know years ago on but it's literally our reality uh, what's sad is that it's our reality and, and i don't think we even realize how ridiculous that and how disgusting that really like we're so desensitized that when you see this happening in real time there's probably people who were championing this you know what i mean they're so twisted they don't even realize like you're championing foolishness 
probably because you want to empower something so bad, like you like you, you sort of rationalize it, like no, this is a good thing, you know, we're, we're getting, but you just you're accepting so low level. It's sad. It's just really sad. Again, if this was a video that was full of Asian women twerking, stripping, and then they were talking about Asian specific stuff, wouldn't even come out. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? They're not. They they be like, this is why you coming at us. If it was so, about Mexicans and they was just stripping, and they had the Mexican women busting their booties out, and then they talk about immigration, and then they start doing a song about get your booty and burrito to the pole. They would, <laughs> It, it wouldn't even come out. They're not going to come. If it was a Jewish women that were butt-ass naked or just kind of insinuating they're stripping and then they're talking to you about investing and starting your own business. You can't start your own business because you. they were in there talking about job, trades, and stuff. Did you catch that part in the video? Well, we got to... Yes. So how... <clears throat> stop to think about it. So are the women in this video telling that they failed? Because they couldn't be doing exactly what they're saying. They're stripping. That's not the job or trade that we. So are they saying, look at us. We didn't do this stuff that we're talking about where we want to go to school and have education and get on the workforce because we didn't do it because we're on the pole but we want to tell you to go do it. Now go get your booty to the... You see, that doesn't make no sense. Like, you can't talk about being smart and doing all this, having trades, when you go get somebody who is objectifying... Huh? You can't go to school for stripping. What are you talking about? Like, I'm sure you would rather be doing something better than that. You know, shout out to stripping. But you don't go to the strip club to be educated. Stop. Nope. If you was a stripper, just start. Well, can I tell you about quantum physics and how to raise your children? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, my language. You'd be like, bitch, you better pop them cheeks and shut the hell up. What are you talking about? I don't come here to be preached. <laughs> You lost, fam. Oh my, oh my, Marshawn Lynch. You know what I mean. Yeah, I'm here to see some asses wiggling. I want some. I didn't come here to get life lessons. Are you fucking kidding? How you think you even gonna tell me? You're on the pole. Stop it. So listen. Wait, I'm sorry, real quick. So the director, <laughs> she responded to uh, a tweet from Tariq. Now she, she said, I am the writer director and I am a black woman. Emphasis on black woman. Okay. I was not paid for this and used my own money. She put all caps. That's why I'm doing that. And money raised from a GoFundMe to pay for it. Black people, and this is where they... This is where I'm like, of course, this is black men's fault. Of course, black people, especially black men, are ignored by our government. And I want them to know they need to start paying attention. 
get your booty to the hashtag get your booty to the pole. Right. That that actually <sighs> makes it worse. The fact that she did all this on her own and it was crowdfunded and it wasn't by some wiper makes it worse. <laughs> because this is how you see your sister. Stop it. Stop stop it. Somebody clapped back at her. Black men are ignored in part by said government because black women like you roll with this logic. What are they supposed to think? If any black man told you this is a good look, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. <laughs> so let me, yeah. And, and so, so using her logic, we should, she should not bat an eye when somebody does the commercial and it's a, it's pimps, right? And he's out <laughs> on the street and he, come here, girl. You got my money. <laughs> yes, daddy. Then he's like, okay, count it out. He said, okay. You registered a boat? <laughs> no, daddy. Well, you know you need to re- hold on for a second. Close your mouth. Listen, y'all. Get out here and get out here and vote. You know? So we can have job opportunities for the black community. Da-da-da. You would be like, this is ridiculous. Oh man! But then say, "Well, I'm using your logic. Black women are ignored, and so we want to appeal to, you know, the base level. So just how y'all have the saying, get your booty to the bitch, go vote.' Now, if they had a song, bitch, go vote, <laughs> bitch, go vote, they would be outraged. So that's Misogyny. all I'm saying. The same energy." We shouldn't accept foolishness. And then somebody said, now this must have been by Trump or something. Oh, and some black dude, no. Black men made this and it was crowdfunded by the community. So, okay. No, so you, you, already got, you already got one simp caping. Sister, this is one of the most informative ads I've seen this season. Thank you. Whatever it takes. I got I got some shade I could throw, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You, hey, you know what? Be very careful. I'm, sorry, I'm not talking to you. We got to be very careful on the language that we use and the words that we use. What did you just say? You said anything. What whatever it, it takes. Whatever it takes. Understand what you're saying. Whatever it takes. Are you really going to do whatever it takes? That would mean anything is on the table. If they said, listen... The only way we're going to win this is if you become a slave. That's the only way it's going to really be 100% work. And if you just told them, I'll do whatever it takes, then you will be back on. You're willing to do whatever it takes. Well, can I just have your daughter and your mom and then you can go over there and work whatever it takes? Remember? (laughs) You got to think about it. So you, you're willing to embarrass yourself. You're willing to allow them to degrade you. You're willing for them to show you no respect because whatever it takes, who's gaining? Who, who, ask yourself, why would you have that mindset? Do they say whatever it takes to win or only are you saying that? And that's why I ask people, do you see... Other people, non-black people saying, we'll do whatever it takes to win. So, are, oh, so Karen, you mean that you'll 
release power and allow the Mexicans and the blacks to be in charge, if that's the only way we'll guarantee the vote? Uh, no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, uh, they're going to go vote for Trump. Hell, hell no. It ain't whatever it takes for everybody else. So it's just very, you have to ask, you know, wonder why are we saying shit like that? <laughs> it's just a, why are we, why are we whatever it takes? How does that benefit us? We, we, we're willing to go to the lowest of the low as long as we win. Are you really winning? How far down? Again, what are you, it's basically you're saying you're willing to sacrifice anything to win. Are you really? <laughs> I, I'm not person. I can't say whatever. So I'm not. I, again, I'm voting for Biden. Be clear. But I ain't willing to do anything. There. I do have a line. You know, now I've, all of the little foolish talk of you ain't black. I, you know, okay, whatever. But if he was just to come out and be saying, talking some crazy shit, I'm not going to just cape because anything to win, I uh, and same with this commercial. That's what you can do that, but not every we all we all ain't a monolith, so we ain't all. I don't co-sign that message. I'm cool. That's uh, we're not all the same, obviously. But are you more or less likely inclined to get your booty to the polls? Listen, I'm going to go to the polls regardless, <laughs> but it's not because my ancestors died for this. Uh, you know, the stripper told me or the rapper told me none of that. Uh-uh. Like, don't even come at me like that. That's, That's what I'm saying. To me, it's an embarrassment. That, that just goes, it's a deeper thing that it's saying. And I'm not with that, man. I'm not with the disrespect. I take it a disrespect. That's how I take it. And it, it furthers when you're speaking when we were discussing how they see us and how they're trying to galvanize us and get us to the polls is uh, recently there was an interview with Kamala Harris. I forget who she was speaking with. And she was asked, who was the best rapper alive? It was Angela Rye. Angela Rye. And Kamala named Tupac. Now, people are going in onto the part where she flubbed or she, I guess she went on autopilot and just with Tupac. Every answer is Tupac. Who did the March on Washington? Tupac, you know. But to me, the what I feel is the more egregious part of this is the fact that why was that a question being asked to a vice presidential nominee by a black, quote unquote, reporter for a black outlet? It's, it's like... There's more to us than entertainment and musicians, like you saying, these, these rappers that this this is not the way this that's not the only way to connect with us. I don't need to be I didn't need to be relatable to Barack Obama. <laughs> Quite frankly, Barack Obama isn't relatable to me that that dude. That's a super high tier Negro. Let's just keep it 1,000. I didn't need him to be talking about, oh, my jam was James Brown, uh, funky drummer and all that stuff. I didn't need to, you know, when when I found out that he had Prince play at the, the White House, that didn't really do much to me. It was like, oh, that's a that's a cool thing that Prince did. It had nothing to do with Obama. And I'm not shitting on Obama, but it's the point of why does everything, as you have 
of outline. Why does everything has to come back to being relatable to the black community through forms of entertainment? In my opinion, that question was trash. Just like in 2016, Charlemagne asked, what's in your purse to Hillary Clinton? Come on, stop it. Well, stop I, it. I, yeah, I would say to the D'Angelo Wright thing, I haven't seen the interview. I saw the clip, but I don't know if that's a if that's one question and then they spent another 30 or 40 minutes talking about some real stuff. So I, I would give it a pass if that was the case. So I can't really, so uh, I can't really judge it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hear what you're absolutely. saying though. But that, in my opinion, that should not be a question period. I, 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 I can understand it, that. You, they keep kidding us. Oh, this is the most important election ever. The stakes. We need to get Trump out of here. But when you're interviewing the candidate, you, you, you want, the electorate to know who the favorite rapper is alive? Come on. Right. And, and I'm going to answer the question. Why do they ask these types of questions? Why do we see this thing? In my opinion, because in my reality, they see us as their entertainment. And, and that's how they want to deal with us. So we're always going to be associated with, you know, entertainers or, you know, soul food or, you know, some of these things, which are things very important, you know, sort of our, our culture and different things that we like, the fun stuff, the entertaining things, very important. But that's just how I think we've been almost bred to see ourselves that way too. We, we're, we watch the same media as everybody else. So the way we are presented throughout the years has always been the entertainment. And I don't, so it's no different. So I'm not shocked that a question like that was asked. And I'm not shocked that we would ask us as black people would ask each other that question. We're not immune to the programming, as you say. I would just question again, because we are smart. And I would say that Kamala Harris is very intelligent and Angela Rye is intelligent. I would imagine they should know, though, that questions like that, and it could have been a one question in the span of 40 others. You got to know this is what they're going to lock in on, though. This is the one that's going to go, yep. go mm -hmm. viral. And I would think they would know that. So maybe she said, you know what? Not going to ask that question because I want them to focus on my character. I don't want them to focus. It's the same way we all most of us know this when you go to work or when we out here in the world or when you're talking to somebody where there's business or it's your boys, you know. Now, I could be in here and chop it up with uh, Jonathan and Chris and them at the office and I get to hear them talking about some rap thing or some kind. Of, now, I could go in there. Oh, yeah, I know all about the, you know, uh, dropping it like it's hot. Blah, blah, blah. Or, or, you know, like, hey, I know I can talk like that and get into that. But I'm here to get my bag and to move up the chain, you know what I mean, and, and do my thing in the corporate world. What are they going to focus on if I decide to engage into that? They probably will start to forget all about why I'm here and I'm qualified to be like, oh, you want you know all about the stripping and not, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to have those conversations with these people here because I'm focused on, you know what I'm saying? I know, I know how I don't get those opportunities. I don't get them chances to be active. I know that I'm not going to come in here looking raggedy, even though you can. We, we was always taught, boy, you better go in there and get to work 
and don't be playing around because you don't get to play around. So that's I, I come from that old school mindset that you wouldn't even. You know better than to do that. That's why I look at when you look at the older cats, uh, you look at a Farrakhan or you look at uh, Martin Luther King. Some of these, the, the, the old school ones, the interviewers knew enough respect that I'm not going to even ask them no silly shit like this because they above this. You know what I mean? And they don't even, even though I, yeah, I know the minister, he know all about that. Listen, but that's not the image we pushing. We pushing mm -hmm. on, we on some, we, we, that's what we keep that amongst ourselves. But that's what I'm saying. I, so that's what I'm saying. If anything, <clears throat> they should know enough to know, like, don't play into that. Cause you know, that's what they going. That's why if I was Kamala, I wouldn't even do the rap, nothing that would tie me into any of that. Even though I may really be into it or nah, I'm coming on some. I'm top qualified. I'm a you know what I mean? I'm Kamala Harris. Just like Obama on some levels. I, I love when he just kept it. Nah, I'm not. I think once he started to win and stuff, he's like, let me associate with, you know, whoopty whoop and all that. But I right. love when they just was like, nah, I'm suited and booted. I'm business. Yeah. What are you talking about, and, young man? And my thing is, is how does that question and her response to that question get her elected? Like to, to me, I, I, I said earlier, I don't need to be relate. I don't feel, need to feel relatable to these politicians. Barack Obama, other than the fact we both went to college, there was nothing relatable that I found relatable about Obama. And that's fine. He's supposed to be the lead. He was running for the being the leader of the free world. He should he should be top notch, excellent, all of that. It, he doesn't he shouldn't know that. Uh, he, in my opinion, he shouldn't know uh, about uh, what's her name. Black China used to be at the uh, what was it? Strokers in Atlanta. No, huh? and if he did, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying he shouldn't. Oh, okay. And that like, doesn't that? That's a, that doesn't make him relatable if he knows that. How do how am I supposed? Oh yeah, now I'm gonna vote for him. Okay, cool. He's been to a strip club in Atlanta. That, why, why would I? Why would that make me want to vote for him? It's just crazy how the, the the mentality and the thinking of that is when we once again we're supposed to be dealing with a high stakes election. Yeah, well, like I said, it is a high stakes election, and and uh, you know I support Biden and stuff, but I know like I understand why things happen. In my opinion, like I said, they definitely this is entertainment. So yeah, they're going to do all this type of stuff. They don't see other people as entertainment. This is why they don't come at them like that. And they don't, you know, you're not going to see uh, Mike Pence in an interview and the guy's not going to ask him what's his favorite country star. They're not coming at him like that. You know, well, what's your favorite, you know, actor or something. They're not coming at it because they don't, they take him serious. Even though he may, whether he's qualified or you think he's smart or not, the level of respect they don't see themselves as entertainment, so they're never going to address themselves like that. They don't see us as they they see us as the fun people and oh, like and then we see ourselves that way, too. So, like I said, we'll say, oh, let's do a stripper thing or or let's do a video where the guy's sagging and he's a gang. Ba again, would they do a gang banger and then he tell you to go stop banging to go vote or something? You know, what I mean, like only if you thought that there was something funny or. It was entertainment. Would you even address people like that? And that's just how we are seen. And it is what it is. So, 
Some of you don't, and, and we do it. We don't even recognize that we be doing it. We're so conditioned to not think shit about ourselves. So wouldn't bat an eye about that. We, you know, you fight a black person over the right to do that. Right. So it's just, it's just funny style, but that's where it's at, man. We, we are the entertainment. And when you know that you can deal accordingly and you can make a choice to how you want to get down. And so there's a lane for the be the entertainer. You can be a big, you can make a lot of money just being the entertainer about shit. No doubt about it. That's and you'd be playing a great game. Like, okay, I ain't mad at him. He went and got his bag. You know, then the question is, is how far would you go, you know, to win, right? Uh, that's why I say you gotta sometimes look at the language we speak. 50 cent, you know, get rich or die trying. I mean, that sounds cool, but actually, if you really put that in your spirit of what you're saying, that's not that's a loser's language. <laughs> get rich or die yeah, trying. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm quite sure Bill Gates and yeah, they're not Zuckerberg, they don't live that. Yeah, they're, they're, they way richer than fifty ever will be. Exactly, they're not gonna <laughs> die trying to get, like. Why would I want to be rich like that? Any? Anyway? Why would I want to die to be? You know what I mean? So, but that, but a loser mentality, you know, mindset that has been subjugated for generations would say some shit like that and it's a and it would be a seen as a good thing like from that mindset yeah get rich or die trying or i'll do whatever it takes to win <laughs> that's why there was a great book i think i mentioned i don't know if it's around here the language codes or something i'm telling you man it'll make you think about a lot of the shit that you say and why you say it and what is it actually saying to your subconscious uh, that you are you sort of allowing yourself to start to wallow in, you know, these phrases that we be saying. And you and look at the people who don't actually say that type of shit and how they are versus the people who say these phrases all the time. I I, I would have to catch myself working like a job. You really have to catch myself to think. Well, what does that mean? Like work it like a job. Should you really even have a job? Or you, but I'm not gonna go into. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go Dave. Yeah, okay, Dave. <laughs> I'm going too deep. But anyway, I'm on that good bang right now, I guess. <laughs> Shout out to Bang, Star Blast. That's the one I'm drinking. But uh yeah, man. So, you know, go vote. You know, I'm I'm appealing to the level-headed adults. That's my audience, I guess, appealing to the people out there who the tricks, the guys out there tricking off their money, I guess that that's the commercial for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> should, somebody's going to say that we should put a voting booth in the strip club. We get 100% turnout. Uh, yeah, okay. Sure. Whatever whatever it takes. Yes. It's like in an unprecedented move in Georgia, they have uh, extended the voting hours till 3 a.m. <laughs> Right now, now in select here. counties. Well, yeah, and now we're going to uh, give uh, ballots to all, everybody on WIC. <laughs> now, when they say that, don't say that. Well, hey, that's whatever it takes. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, man, I guess uh, I don't really have anything else. I'm just rambling. All right. Well, ladies, the only oh, other thing I had was uh, PlayStation versus my, uh, versus Xbox. It's getting heated. People got to make some strong, some tough decisions. What's the tough decision? Like I, 
I mean, you got PlayStation with with their cheaper version that's digital only, mm-hmm. but they have all the exclusive. Or you can go with Xbox, which is going to give you all the streaming stuff with a uh, less powered system. So we we'll see who wins come uh, December. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm from the perspective of I've had both of these or have both consoles, and these. I'm curious, like. I guess this appeals to anybody. I would imagine most people have a console now, right? Like they either have an Xbox or a PlayStation or they have both. Uh, and those are next gen consoles. You can play, you know, you're playing ill games and they're HD 4k consoles out now. Uh, these new ones, I'm excited for them, but I'm actually not buying one. Like I don't really see the point of buying one now. Uh, that the games are the same games I'm playing already. Uh, again, you, 4K gaming is already out there, whether you have a PlayStation or which one. So I don't really, to me personally, I'm not, I'm in no need to go get any of these. Now, I think they're dope, but I haven't seen nothing yet that makes me personally, as a hard gamer, want to go get. Allegedly, um, the hardware is improved, so now they can do better games because of the new advancement in tech. I, so that's why I, was, I just need to see those games you're talking about. Because <laughs> I understand it is more hardware, but again, it's the same games to me. So I, it's nothing. I ain't seen nothing yet that I can't do now on my console. That's why I'm waiting. So when they show me that, then I might be like, oh, okay, let me go get one of these bad boys. Well, Xbox, they uh, made a boss move because they've been getting crapped on saying PlayStation has better exclusive. So Xbox was like, all right, let's go buy a new gaming studio. And they uh, scooped up Bethesda, which gives you Doom, which gives you Fallout series, which gives you um, Elder Scrolls. So we'll see how that goes for them. Yeah. And. Those are not games to me that would make me buy a system. <laughs> like I played the one Doom. I thought it was cool. Played it for maybe a day and a half. Oh, okay. Fallout. I've had a couple of those before. It was originally a PC thing. Yeah, it ain't fucking what Call of Duty. So I don't really, I don't really play it. <laughs> Elder Scrolls. That game came out when. Uh, well, almost the, 10, 10 years ago, yeah, right? 2012. Yeah, that was that's yeah, the so, one everybody swears Did they by. announce a new one? Or something? Okay, <laughs> I play that now. Why would I? And I won't play it now. Why would I? What? So I, I, I guess they know something we don't. I, again, show me the game. That's all I'm saying. I don't see. I said the same as Sony, and Sony got the ill exclusives. I, you know, but again, those games are available now. So I haven't, they haven't announced nah game that's supposed to be the, I guess they got Spider-Man, but so are they saying Miles Morales is not going to be available for the PS4? I don't think they said that. Mm, that, that I'm not sure. I'm so not I'm, sure. No I mean, if PlayStation was smart, they'd make it a PS5 exclusive to try to sell consoles. That would be crazy. But yeah, and that would be. So you're going to, all those millions of people that are willing to spend money, you don't want that money? You think they're going to... Yeah, you got to think of the bigger picture. Uh, yeah, but I'm just saying that would be crazy. That would be crazy. But I mean, maybe that, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. To me, I, I play Spider-Man now. Uncharted, ain't no new Uncharted game coming out. Uh, they just came out with Last of Us 2 banging. So that ain't new. Ghost of Hesher or whatever. That's, I'm playing that right now. That's fabulous. 
So again, I just haven't, they need the content that's going to make me get excited over this dope new hardware, which is dope new hardware. But again, it's playing the same games I can play on there. Dope hardware I just got <laughs> that's already out. And I don't have a, well, you can play 4K 120 hertz. Okay, show me. First of all, what TV you got that can do that? That you ain't spend $2,000 on? Stop it. So, yeah, we'll see. Definitely, we'll see. Yeah. But, you know, salute to the consoles. I'm all in. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a gamer, so I, I love it. Uh, and even salute to, you know, Sean and Stadia. <laughs> I hope that shit works. You know what I'm saying? I hope it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> do what it do. <laughs> it's about to get hot in that space. But, yep. you know, I, I don't Amazon. play games on that level, but for those who do, then that's, it's all good, man. Competition is good. I, I'm going to call it now. I think Stadia maybe got another two to three years, if that. And I think Amazon is going to take the lead. And, I, and I, I, no real inside knowledge or any of that. I just look at Bezos and Amazon, they got money. Money, 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 money. And they already have a huge subscriber base. Not not a gaming, but I'm just saying overall with their prime subscriptions. That's I mean, to me right there, that's right. It it that's a that's a deal breaker right there. Cause you look at what happened when play when it was uh placed uh when you look at the HD DVD versus Blu-ray, uh how did Sony win? They had an install base of millions, tens of millions, which became hundreds of millions of gamers that now had a game, a gaming console and a Blu-ray drive. So I just think Amazon, if they really all in, which they've been quietly buying a number of studios and they have a, what um, has to be what hundreds of millions, if not half a billion uh, prime subscribers. That's hard to beat. Yeah, I mean, and I guess to make it free with your Prime subscription, sure. game over. I think whoever makes it free is going to win that, my opinion. Right now, to me, I don't, I think that appeals to a small niche, maybe, but I just, I mean, so are we saying that you would want to, you would get this because you want to play games, like what, on the, on any device, I guess is that, that's the pitch. You want to be able to play a game on either. I think if it's, I think originally this, and I'm sure Sean will jump in here, but in the comments, uh, the initial market was for like PC gamers per se, who didn't have the hardware to play some of these games. And so here, this is going to be hosted on the super hardware in the cloud and you can ratchet up the resolution on these games and play them right I, to me when i initially played cloud games back years ago that's how i jumped on it you know i i didn't have a great enough laptop at the time but i think i can't remember who it was one of the original cats that were doing this back in the day and i was like okay this is kind of cool but as it's now getting mainstream i'm curious to like what's the catch of this because it's like if the average consumer ain't tripping over having the dopest hardware, if all the hardware is dope, then it's the ability to play a game on any device, I guess. Is that the calling card of it? And I don't know if people really want to be playing games heavy on their tablet or their phone where it's the same gaming experience as playing a console game. You're not going to want to play a console game on well, your phone, are you? The thing that I would look to is the fact that... Um, 
I think people made a, might have side-eyed and been like, huh? When, you know, the smartphones got more developed and, oh, you can watch Netflix on there. You can watch a new t- mm-hmm. YouTube. And, you know, like me, I'm like, I don't want to watch on my phone. To this day, I really, I think actually the last couple of weeks I've actually started watching um, Netflix on my phone for a little bit. But, you know, there's a generation that's growing up like, yeah, that's how I watch how they all it. these stuff. That's how they do. So, you're saying like, do you really want to watch it on the tablet? I mean, play it on the tablet on the phone. Well, and others, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm saying a it, console it, it, game. Not, I'm not saying a game. Gaming is huge on the no, on no, the no, phone, it, but I think it's a different type of game than I mean, a traditional you're right. console game. But, but until you have that um, opportunity, that available to you, you don't know. And now that they do, it could be like. Yeah, I can easily play this on my tablet. Yeah, I can easily play this on my phone. And we just don't well, know. Yet. I think the, well, I think that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know, I think the games would have to be more geared toward that because I think they're so heavenly geared to a controller and the visual aspect of being able to see certain things and the way the menu on the screen is, you know, situated, the overlay, which I think is a different overlay you would have for a smaller screen. Or a tablet. Like, it's just a different type of, I think, where you would want to respond to. Again, that's why I think when you look at these mobile games as opposed to traditional hardcore, you know, Call of Duty type of game, it's a different type of, you know, physical way you would want to play that. You can't really get into a, you wouldn't be able to do a fast paced Twitch shooter on a screen, even if they got the latency down to, absolute you know nothing i just think the game would have to be laid out different to to, to actually be fun enough to want to play it that way or even like um like something like the witcher like it's just they're super detailed games that if you made them on such a small screen it's almost hard to see some of the stuff on the screen because it's smaller like we think you would want to make it bigger or something and i'm curious are the games going to shift where these are games that are designed more for not the hardcore looking at this super big screen audience or this 4K screen audience that they want to look at on their tablet or their phone. I just think there would be, it's got to be different types of games, in my opinion. I, I, I could be wrong, but I don't know. Like, there are certain games, there's a game out now that's really popular. I can't think of it. It's like these big, colorful characters. And it's like a race and it's an online game and you're playing with everybody and you got to jump over the little obstacles and people can get pushed off. And, uh, you talking about fall down or something fall, like that? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. And I have that game, right? And I'm like, this is, uh, this is not a game I would traditionally play, but I could see why this is very fun and it's open for everybody. I could, I said, I could see something like that being on your phone or on something and, and everyone would be loving that. Like I could see that it's not a hard you know, I'm not going to sit in front of my TV as a hardcore gamer and play some shit like that. But but my child would or or, or I even think it's fun, but I could see how that would be a casual person. It's a high level. It's well done, but it's made totally different. Like it's not the aesthetics of, you know, an esports type of person. You know what I mean? Or the traditional hardcore gamer. It's a different. And I think a lot of games are they address. They're made more to a wide stream than just a very niched you know, male, you know, that traditional type of gamer crowd. And I think these consoles are going to have to go beyond that crowd to really, 
in my mind to that market. I think they're trying to saturate. That's why I say if they offer it free, I don't expect to see triple A traditional style tra- games in that. I expect to see Game Pass type game. You know what I mean? Like those games, like the games Microsoft is doing now. They're not putting no super ill ass. It took seven or eight years to, you know, The Last of Us. They're not dropping that type of content. <laughs> well, here's my thing. Go ahead. Like, because I, I think about the Netflix and Amazon models. If they're willing, if Amazon or Google, which I think is going to come down to money, and Microsoft, if they're willing to pay, um, I'm trying to think. Can you imagine if Amazon wrote the check to Activision and said, we want that Luna exclusive? Well, that would be a game changer. That, that right. would be a game. That, that's like if they took the, was that, uh, was it the Irishman? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If there was, you know, and not to say, whether you think that movie is good or not, the the prestige of what was that Francis Ford? Who was that? Uh, Martin Scorsese. Uh, yeah, Scorsese. The prestige of getting the super top tier talent like that and giving him two hundred million dollars. I mean, that's a game changer. And it's not. There's no tickets involved in the sale of that. That would be like, like you're saying, Amazon or somebody. They went to like Naughty Dog or you know the top game. You know, what's the big if they yeah, Activision and say Call of Duty and say, listen, we want the same quality. We're going to pay you even more than what they were going to pay. And we want it. We're going to put it out for free on this Amazon gaming service. And it is the traditional hardcore triple A title. That's what I'm then that would be a game. It would take somebody saying it's free. That's what I'm saying. It'd be a, it, it would be free. And it's the same quality you used to. On the regular stuff that would change the game. They, they would they would own it. That I, I, if they did something crazy like that, then yeah, they jump to the top of the top of the line, and that would change the game. Like, or, uh, or Microsoft writing a check for to two K for NBA two K because that would be a big one. Or, or um, yeah. Google going to EA for FIFA. And you might not know this, but FIFA is one of the top oh, selling the top games, games yearly. Yeah, so, for sure. For you sure. know, if they did that, like it's exclusive only on Google Stadia. Yeah, that that's when they're gonna get that uh, that install base. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, if Google was like, listen, let's just go get fucking. Yeah, what, what's the next one? The new Batman game, or oh. you know what I mean? Like, just write the check, just do it. We're thinking long play. We're gonna, ch- we can come in here and disrupt the game, and we're just gonna, and we're not doing the you buy it, you know, you gotta buy the game. You sign up, you get this game. Yeah, everybody named Mama gonna sign up then. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be on. Like, okay, <laughs> so what we saying is, is y'all be, be prepared for the game to change. It's gonna happen. You have just you got to get on. Don't get left behind. Hey, that's gonna be very interesting. It's you gonna know, probably take a Amazon. I could see Amazon doing something crazy like that. And the crazy part about it is, I just said that, and I just keep thinking like Nintendo keeps defying the current landscape. They got this this system which is probably three generations behind the current generation Xbox and PlayStation, and real simple controls and. They're just making hundreds of millions of dollars every year. Yeah, yeah, their their brand, their brand loyalty. They, you know, when you think on Nintendo and the games, you know what to expect. And there's a certain level, so they're gonna ride with that. They put in the work to yeah. earn, to earn that, though. That, that they're the ones, that, in my opinion, that defy this hardware thing because they're 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 not putting out these beast of machines. 
and they're just making money with their IPs. Yeah, because they put in, like I said, man, when you put in the work and people know what you are <laughs> capable of, yeah, yeah, then you can do that. You're going to always say, okay, it's a certain level of quality. Uh, they don't, they ain't, even when they had some missteps, they came right back and rocked me. Uh, so their fans like, I'm, we buying it off the rip. Because they know, you know what I mean? They they appeal to their base, pure, and their base is, and their, you know, their thing is, we're doing high level excellence to what we know. And and so they're always going to probably be successful. Any company that does that, they're basically like uh, any strong, super strong brand. Don't, they like McDonald's, man. Like, it don't matter. McDonald's, uh, yeah. McDonald's, the food is crap. You know, but it's a certain level, and you know you can go to any McDonald's around the world, and they're going to be people up in there buying them burgers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Their brand loyalty is that strong. It don't matter what they sell. McRib? Oh, shit. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, McDonald's, don't you know what you? Yeah, okay, I trust it. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendo's they they locked in. But anyway, man, that's the game and got me got me into the game. Yeah, I've been playing the hell out of that Ghost. That's man. I'm an Xbox dude. Let me be clear. I have been rocking Xbox for years, but when I got that PlayStation. <laughs> I was like, man, I've been, I was missing. They got some of the illest games. I'm just going to keep it a buck. Like just the, the quality of them is just impeccable. Like, just as a gamer, I respect that they put so much, you know, uh, effort into the making these games, man, because they just, they top, they top level, man. I, well, I'm a, I guess I'm a, I guess I'm about to be very um, patriotic. That's, what you expect from the Japanese companies. They they value um, the quality, the experience over getting it out and making that money. And, you know, you look at the Activision. They do, in my opinion, they do make some great games. EA, we absolutely do make some great games. But when it comes to Sony and uh, having that guidance, we, we you seeing Spider-Man from two years ago. Great game. This new one goes to Shishima. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. God of War. Last of, of War, Us. Last there, of Us yeah. It's being pushed from that Japanese arm. The, the, what's the other one I got? Detroit Being Human or something like that? I went ahead and picked that. Oh, man. Woo! Beautiful. Just uh, an experience. An experience. Uh, and then and it's in 4K and all that. Well, it's not real for hey, what, what? Listen, <laughs> I'm playing the game. It looks beautiful. That's what they say. I ain't got time to be arguing. No, it's beautiful the way it comes across. You know, beautiful. <laughs> so you say uh, uh, FPS and uh, megapixels uh, be damned, huh? I I don't. There's no <laughs> FPS timer when I'm playing the game. <laughs> the shit was rocking. I, I'm having a great time. I'm all in. Just the, the Call of Duty. I who makes Call of Duty? The Activision. Yeah, that's Activision. I salute. I listen. That's my favorite game. Uh, I play that bitch all the time. I I can't wait for the next. I actually I played the Alpha whatever the other week. It was dope. I was, they have a certain level of quality, and so far they've been the last couple. They've been knocking it out of the park, man. I, I and I didn't used to be all into that game like that. I'm I play that all the. I bought it the day it came out a year ago. I'll be buying the one that's coming out in a couple uh, couple months. The quality, the gameplay is impeccable. Uh, I, so I give them my money. They got me as a customer. 
you know, I, and I'd be buying a little packs and shit. <laughs> you know, oh, they got a little this skin and that little pack. Let me go ahead and get that. You know, they got me all in. I know they making a gang of money off them fucking games, but you know, salute to them, man. Salute to them. All right. On oh, my Robin Power. All right. We about to get up out of here. It is storming outside. Be Let's safe, sir. Hungry. Say. But uh, and Pooh, where can they find you online? Twitter and Instagram at Pooh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at Podcast Juice. I hope my voice wasn't too crazy. I'm using a different mic today. I bought another mic to trying to try it out, and uh, so I have a different sound. Hopefully, it sounds good. But definitely check us out at podcastjuice.net. And yo, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace. Get your booty to the polls. Bitch, go vote. <laughs>